This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Mac Weldon and by ExpressVPN. So I know at this point you're probably not clicking on our videos for your daily dose of optimism. It's a coping mechanism at this point. You got John Krasinski for that. <laughs> Thank you, John. But uh, we regret to inform you that today's first story is extremely bleak on an existential scale. Yes. Uh, so if you're already in a bad mood, I don't know, maybe skip this one. Mm-hmm. Or Head over you, to John Krasinski's story. Yeah, I'm sure he's got something to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Because we're about to talk about how the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, published a new report this week updating everyone where we're at with the whole climate change thing that we've known about for decades, which the governments and powers that be of the world have had ample time to responsibly deal with. And, uh, yeah, in short, outlook not so good. Yeah, you know, every every once in a while you just say, we should really get around to solving this. Oh, yeah. And then you see reports uh, that are essentially updates to the fact that, um, guys, the, the clock is literally ticking and we might be doomed. But it's still ticking. The clock works. Yes. (laughs) And that's the good news. Uh, Anyways, it's being called a code red for humanity. And the general vibe we're getting from news headlines is that, look, the earth is screwed. And even more screwed than previously thought. And that's all essentially true. But rather than simply resign ourselves to being doomers whose fate is sealed and entirely out of our hands, let's at least go over some things because I'm still hoping to have a kid one day. Though, at this point, it's becoming less and less uh, morally acceptable. Look, I had to suffer, so someone else should also have to suffer. (laughs) My only hope for my children is that they suffer worse than I did. I mean, that is the the golden rule of parenting. Yeah, I think it it flipped sometime in the 90s, where uh, you always just wanted your kid to have it better than you did or easier than you did. And then it was like, why why should they have it easier? Yeah. My life sucks. You can so thank, should theirs. You can thank the bloom, the boomers for that. I just need someone to I had it too easy. Yeah. I want my children to suffer. All I need is someone to take care of me when I'm debilitated. Yeah. That's all. Anyways, let's go over some things. Uh, what the report actually says, what the IPCC is, and what the purpose of the IPCC's report is. So actually, first off, let's start with the fact that the idea of global warming due to increased carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is absolutely not a new idea by any means. It might be new for you, but it's not new for the scientists. The greenhouse effect was first studied in the 1800s. In the early 20th century, scientists were already sounding the alarm that trapping all this extra heat in our atmosphere was probably something worth keeping an eye on. By the 1930s, there was already evidence that the Earth's temperature was in fact increasing in proportion to CO2 levels in the atmosphere. So when the IPCC was formed in 1988, they were tackling questions that had already been asked for a long time. To what degree are greenhouse gases like CO2 affecting temperatures? What effect will rising temperatures have on the Earth? And what can we do about it? The Titanic could have been saved if only it launched a few years later. But uh, to be clear, the IPCC aren't researchers. The point of the IPCC is to get hundreds of scientists from around the world working together to sort through the mountains of current scientific literature uh, on climate change and synthesize all of it into one coherent thing. They essentially add up everything we currently know about climate change and present what is meant to be the most up-to-date scientific consensus on it. They've released five major reports so far, in 1990, in 1995, 2001, 2007, and 2014. And the next one is due in September of 2022. Um, But in the interest of transparency and timeliness, they release early versions of sections of their findings between their major reports. 
Uh, so far in this research site cycle, they've released three special reports and one methodology report. And this latest report is essentially a rough draft of uh, one third of what will go into the final 2022 report. But they're like, we should probably get this out as soon as possible. As soon as possible. There's a lot of stuff in here you're going to want to know now. And if you hear it two years from now, you're going to be like, why didn't you tell us this? Well, the thing, too, is with uh, the, the leaps in time that they keep going through with their releases, it just like everything else that happens, there's a lot going on. Like, hey, the IPCC released a new report in 2001. Well, uh, buddy, I don't know if you've seen the news, yeah. but uh, we have bigger problems to worry about. Climate change sounds like small potatoes. we got to hunt down Bin Laden. Climate change? You mean that thing that that wackadoo Al Gore is talking yeah. about all the time? Al Gore lost. Bush won. So we're going to do what Bush wants. Shut today. up, Gore. So uh, the 2022 sixth assessment report is subdivided into three sections. The first is titled The Physical Science Basis. That covers where we're at in terms of measuring, understanding, and predicting the science of climate. The second is titled Impacts, Adaptation, and Vulnerability. That covers the predicted effects of climate change. And the third is titled Mitigation of Climate Change. And that does exactly what it sounds like. It covers the steps that humankind can still take to prevent the worst consequences of climate change Stop. from happening. Stop spraying hairspray into the air. No, we're well, we're well past that. <laughs> That's point. what it was in the in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, we uh, even you know we can go back decades, and we've been passing the buck onto the everyday consumer this whole time. Yeah, when re in reality it is uh, factories, corporations, and uh, a lot of other international shipping, very bad things. Uh, yeah, but it was funny in like the eighties when like I don't know, ladies' hairs are getting a little too big. We should probably tell them to cut down on the hairspray yeah. in order to save the planet. This is all your fault. It's because you didn't sort your garbage. Yeah, it's it's no, it's, fuck every, off. it's all the individual's fault. Yeah. So anyway, after all three of those reports are published, the IPCC will release a synthesis report, which combines the major findings of the three previous reports, along with any revisions. Um, yeah. It's a long process, and it's it's transparent. It's uh, like I don't know. I even just glancing at this. I don't know how anyone can, with a straight face, say that this is all a hoax. Like, it's a, if it is, they're putting way too much effort into it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week's big report is uh, that first one, the physical science basis. And when we say big, we mean big. The PDF of the full report is nearly 4,000 pages long. Uh, it's based on 14,000 pieces of scientific literature that's been collected and evaluated by over 200 scientists from 66 countries. And, and again, this is just one third of what will go into the final report in 2022. Of course, the full 4,000 page document is really just to show their work, and it's only going to be of interest to other scientists. A much more simplified version titled Summary for Policymakers is just 41 pages long, and its purpose is right there in the name. This is for the people who actually are in control of government policies, and it's basically a long list of bullet points summing up what's in the longer version of the report. It's climate change, the updated version for idiots. Yeah. But where's the uh, summary for individuals? Telling me, uh, you know, I gotta let my turds float between shits. And yes. uh, where's, where's that? I, I'd like to take some personal responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to buy some carbon credits, please. Uh, I took a flight uh, not too long ago, and I'd like to just go ahead and offset that. My money will solve this problem. <laughs> sure. Especially if it's Bitcoin, which mm. uh, that... <laughs> the cause of and solution to all of climate change's problems. Uh, thankfully, though, the IPCC, if 41 pages is too long for you, they also dumb things down even more than that summary for policymakers with a two-page document of just the headline statements from the summary for policymakers. 
Um, and because even this extremely simplified version is still kind of hard to understand for your average person, luckily there's plenty of science journalists out there to lay out this report's key findings in simple, straightforward language. And we will provide a bunch of links down in the description that do exactly that. But uh, first, uh, we do need everyone to understand the importance of 1.5c, or the concept of 1.5c. That comes up a lot, so let's just break that down for you. Basically, if average global temperatures get to 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, that's when things will really start to get irreversibly bad. Extreme weather, sea level rise, ecosystem collapse, parts of the planet becoming uh, uninhabitable for humans, all that kind of shit. Uh, the current path we're on is already irreversible in a number of ways, but past 1.5 C is when it gets truly apocalyptic with the effects of climate change leading to even worse effects of climate change in a sort of feedback loop. Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically when your fire is feeding the fire. Mm -hmm. it, you don't want that. So the goal for the last few years has been to reduce greenhouse gas emissions quickly enough that the average global temperature doesn't reach that point. And uh, knowing everything about everything we know on Earth is you're just going to ride that line as long as possible. Right. We're yeah. just below it. So Now, I know they did the, the, the I'm gonna go big report, then they did the summary for policymakers, and then they did the summary of the summary. But I'm wondering when they're going to print this out on a uh, Waffle House menu that is laminated so that everyone can read while they're waiting for their smothered and covered waffles. Yeah. How much extra CO2 does the smothering and, and the covering. And the covering. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we found that if we reduce covering, we actually uh, we can continue smothering. It's yes. uh, interesting. But the only way people are going to be able to uh, read this and understand this is when they have uh, nothing else to do, like when they're waiting for their waffles. Yeah. Well, or, or if uh, all of the specifically television news of the world, and specifically the United States, paid any attention to this topic whatsoever. As we talked about previously, they spent almost as much time in a single day talking about Jeff Bezos going to fake space mm -hmm. than they did in an entire year talking about climate change. So that's a good place to start yeah. is uh, just making the average person who only watches like TV news even aware of this shit. But nobody wants to hear bad news. Uh, I don't know. I mean, people kind of <laughs> do. Like yeah. they, people turn on the news to get mad. People turn on Fox News. No, they, to get they, mad they turn about on the music. They turn on the news to hear things they agree with already. To have their preconceived notions verified and solidified by whatever talking head will give them exactly how they feel. That's true, to a degree. But yeah. even the even the libs, they don't, MSNBC doesn't talk about any of this shit. They just talk about how like Trump is really done for this time. Guys, we got him. Yeah. They turn Let's, on CNN and they're like, "Well, I hope uh, uh, this Cuomo guy doesn't talk about his brother." That would, that would put me in a bad mood. Can you change your name to Chris... Uh, Shlomo? Shlomo. <laughs> no relation. Yeah. Anyways, to go over the key points of the IPCC report, uh, TechCrunch, of all places, actually had the best breakdown that I found that manages to hit most of the important bullet points without dumbing things down too much. Uh, so here you go. 1.5C will be reached by 2040 in all scenarios unless emissions are slashed in the next few years. Keeping to 1.5C will require immediate, rapid, and large-scale reductions in emissions and slower action leads to 2C and more suffering for all life on Earth. Human influence is very likely 90% the main driver of the global retreat of glaciers since the 1990s and the decrease in Arctic sea ice. Heat waves have become more frequent and more intense since the 1950s, while cold events have become less frequent and less severe. There will be likely increases in fire weather in many countries. 
Drought is increasing in more than 90% of regions. Global surface temperature was 1.09 C higher in the decade between 2011 to 2020 than between 1850 to 1900. The past five years have been the hottest on record since 1850. The recent rate of sea level rise has nearly tripled compared with 1901 to 1971. A rise of around two meters in sea levels by 2100 cannot be ruled out and neither can a five meter rise by 2150, threatening millions of people in coastal areas. Extreme sea level events that occurred once a century are projected to occur at least annually. So what you're saying is that people who live inland, typically pe poor people, will soon have beachfront property. They will which, literally inherit the earth. <laughs> I believe is, uh, you know, a positive. Uh, well, as Ben Shapiro and as Ben Shapiro said, you know, if these people on the coastlines, if they're so worried, you know, why, once their houses are ten feet below the water, why wouldn't they just sell that they house? Sell it. Just sell the house that's flooded right there. Yep. Sell it to mm -hmm. to who? Easy. I don't know, but sell it. My work here is done. Yeah. Mm. So. That's all extremely bleak stuff. And despite the IPCC releasing reports since 1990, we've only accelerated our path towards the point of no return. Uh, climate change is already happening even quicker than originally thought. And the really bad stuff that comes later is going to be coming even sooner if we continue on our current path. Uh, we won't be going back to pre-industrial temperatures anytime soon, uh, even in the best case scenario, because carbon in our atmosphere stays there for hundreds of years. But making a strong and determined push for a switch from fossil fuels to renewable energy over the next decade needs to happen to prevent the worst case scenarios and put the Earth back on the slow path to normal. Like we're just at this point taking buckets of water out of a sinking ship, hoping that it'll float long enough that everyone that we know doesn't die. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But there are holes in that boat. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of work to plug those up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what if we put more water in the boat? Now, if we accelerated things, would that make it better or worse? Uh, and yeah, in addition to the frustratingly simple solution, I know it's not that simple, but this, the answer is simple. It's right fucking there. You lower the amount of carbon dioxide that we put in the atmosphere. That's it. But in addition to that, a, a key point of this report uh, that's kind of new is that curbing methane emissions would buy humanity some much needed time in the short term. Uh, methane emissions contribute to 30 to 50% of the current rise in temperature. But unlike CO2, which stays in the atmosphere for hundreds of years, methane only stays in the atmosphere for about a decade. So, big difference there. Yeah. Uh, and methane comes from a variety of sources, the most notorious being those cow farts, which mm -hmm. are actually cow burps. Uh, but there's also garbage landfills, and uh, possibly the biggest source of methane emissions is natural gas production, which is a nice way of saying fracking. But Elliot... It says it right there. Natural organic gas. Mm. What could be wrong with it's that? It's natural. It's it's all natural. Yeah. I got some natural gas for that guy. Oh, Elliot, you're ruining the atmosphere. It's Please all, stop. It's my fault. People need to clamp those cheeks. No. They Take some personal responsibility. You will die if you do that. Yeah. I saw it on South Park. There's already potential solutions to methane coming from landfills and livestock. Collect the gas from landfills before it enters the atmosphere. Change the diet of livestock to produce less methane in their digestive systems. But the natural gas business is obviously going to be a, a tough nut to crack. Uh, the point is that all is not lost. As individuals, you and I, we have very little direct impact on any of this. So it is easy to just be a doomer. But complacency is what the powers that be want from you. So let's not tap the sign. Let this radicalize you rather than lead you to despair. Um, look, 
yes, we can all make daily sacrifices, but uh, in the long run, there's a lot of stuff that's outside of our control that'll keep happening uh, unless everyone bands together and says, hey, fucking knock it off. Yeah. And I mean, a, a big step is getting people to even care about this and know about this. In a, if, in, a, in a just society, in a society that cared about what's important, this is something people would know about. Yeah. Whereas in reality, people may have the most vague concept of global warming. Um, it's getting hotter in the summer and colder in the winter. That's and like, they, and yeah. they see it as an issue where it's like, well, there's both sides. Some people say it's real. Some people say it's not. So who's to say? Well, there's so, like two things. Americans, very individualistic. Obviously, we just had a year looking like two years, maybe three years stolen from us. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are going to be very focused on their own personal lives for a very long time because they're seemingly making up for lost time, which I get it, especially like my age. I'm not really doing much. Settled down a bunch. I just want to grow. I feel terrible. And we've said this before, terrible for specifically like high school age to like mid twenties people yeah, who had the literal best part of their lives stolen from them. Well, and uh, yeah, not only that, sounds like their uh, their later years may be uh, stolen from them as well in an even more horrific way. So getting back to that, uh, the second thing is that uh, a lot of people, myself included, uh, fall into a trap of just trying to get through that next week. Sure. Through that next month or whatever. And it's just like everyone's just trying to get through whatever they're dealing with. It's whether easy, it's work, it's relationships, easy to put off life. the big things that you got to deal so with. So it's very hard to grasp the overarching seriousness of situations yeah. when you have little to no actual direct control over them. So I get it, and it sucks, but I'm just saying what's realistic here. Yeah. I mean, the most you can do as an individual is care about this. Yeah. <laughs> and try to convince others mind. to care Convince about other it. people to care about it yeah. when you have the opportunity to be asked your opinion about how you want the world to work. Express how you feel about this topic. Yeah. Um, like, this, we just had a fucking presidential election where climate change... Barely even fucking came up. And a good thing it did because that would make him a liar. Because there's a lot of stuff that he hasn't been doing uh, in regards to climate change. Oh, he's already, he's telling telling the OPEC nations to uh, make the oil machine go more burr because we're a bit low right now. We need a little bit more of that. I wouldn't be surprised if, much like Donald Trump, uh, in some kind of like off-the-cuff comment, Joe Biden was like, we can use a little bit of that global warming right now in the wintertime. Because yeah. uh, Trump actually did that. He literally, legitimately oh, that's, made that's that. That's one joke. of their favorite things to do. It's like uh, a guy literally it's, it's walked. Will, willful ignorance. A guy literally walked into the U.S. Capitol. An elected official walked into the U.S. Capitol with a snowball and said, checkmate, libs. Because they know how stupid their constituents are. Yeah. Well. It's all performance. It's, uh, it's up to everyone else to not be <laughs> it stupid. It was up to everyone else during the pandemic. And look what happened. I know. It's we depressing. Are, we are fucked. Like, we are not getting out of this. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to not see it that way. Everyone go honestly. to Disneyland and go to every concert you can until the world burns. Sorry. Yeah, and we'll, I mean, we got the second half of this episode. You can guess what we're going to talk about in that half. But um, there's really no way to transition from, like, just climate despair into a sponsor break. Hey! <laughs> but we can at least tell you with some certainty that neither of today's sponsors is actively destroying the planet. So there you go. Yeah, That's good. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Mack Weldon. 
you're a busy guy, so stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics, and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and beyond, Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, and play, or wherever your summer takes you. Well, we were first introduced to Mack Weldon via their underwear and socks, which I just restocked up on the other day. That's they are so good. I am anytime, fully stocked. Yeah, anytime I need anything, I go straight to Mack Weldon. Uh, but this past year and a half has solidified our love for Mack Weldon's pants and shorts. Literally wearing the sweat shorts right now. Uh, they're extremely comfortable ace sweatpants and sweat shorts, and their Sunday lounge pants are perfect for when you're probably spending most of the day at home, but also want to, you know, be able to leave the house and. Come film an episode. Yeah, and not be accused of uh, looking like a bum. No. Uh, and the good news is that Mack Weldon bottoms pair perfectly with Mack Weldon's tops, whether it's their ultra soft Pima tees for keeping it casual or their silver net polos for classing it up or hitting the link. Hitting the links. <laughs> Focus on what matters to you most this summer by saving time and wearing Mack Weldon products. Buy some time this summer with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com Newsday and enter promo code Newsday. That's MacWeldon.com Newsday, promo code Newsday for 20% off. Mack Weldon, radically efficient wardrobing. Radical. Radical. This episode is also sponsored by ExpressVPN. If you watch this show, you already know how important online privacy is, and the easiest step you can take to ensure your online privacy is by using a VPN. And not just any VPN, ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. Some people like it, most people don't. Yeah. Uh, internet service providers know every single website that you visit. ISPs can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. But why ExpressVPN? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your online activity can't be seen by anyone. It's as easy as closing the bathroom door. You fire up the app, you click one button. ExpressVPN is rated number one by CNET and The Verge. It works on phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. We use ExpressVPN on our phones and computers, and it's great knowing that simply looking up some random product isn't going to immediately lead to ads for that product showing up everywhere else we visit online forever. ExpressVPN is also great for unlocking content on Netflix and other video services just by changing which ExpressVPN server you're connected to. Good day, mate. It's me, a British internet user. You really, I mean, much like with ExpressVPN, you really went back and forth from Australia and the UK That's right. in you, lightning speed. You can do that with ExpressVPN. So secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash newsday. That is E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash newsday, and you can get an extra three months for free. Expressvpn.com slash newsday. Check them out. All right, back to the news now. And uh, hey, at least there's no other problems right now affecting all of humankind that could be quickly and easily dealt with, but will instead be ongoing for the foreseeable future. It's a good thing we've only got climate change and nothing else. Oh, wait. Yeah, COVID's still a thing, guys. And uh, it's really rearing its head again here in the U.S. Last week, we were back to February levels of new cases. This week, we're back to January levels. Who doesn't love a reboot? And at this rate, it might not be long until we're back to the absolute peak levels of new cases that we saw back at the very beginning of the year. We're doing it all over again, in reverse. And dare I say, we're bound to break some records. Oh, yeah. America loves nothing more than breaking records. We're getting the gold medal in COVID. Luckily, if you're vaccinated, you don't have too much to worry about. So-called breakthrough cases have been getting a lot of headlines, but in reality, these breakthrough cases only make up a very small percentage of total cases. Uh, The CDC, in all its wisdom, recently (laughs) decided to uh, stop tracking all breakthrough infections, but 
Luckily, about half the states still are. And in most of those states, the share of new cases among vaccinated people is less than 2%, meaning for every fully vaccinated person testing positive, there's about 50 unvaccinated people testing positive. Now, the vaccine still isn't foolproof, but being vaccinated and being in a vaccinated population clearly makes a difference. Your safety is at stake. Now, if you're in Louisiana or Florida or Mississippi or Arkansas or Alabama, though, things aren't very good right now. Yeah, there's uh, there seems to be benefits to not only being vaccinated yourself, but also being around other people who are vaccinated. It's a uh, it's not herd immunity, but it's it's, herd immunity. it's sort of a, a taste of what herd immunity is like. Uh, herd immunity. Yeah, it's the shitty version. Uh-huh. Also, Florida's dealing with two. They got the COVID spikes. And they also can't breathe because of all the red tide just ravaging the coastline. Yeah. that's And that's another problem. I mean, like... Well, that's there's a lot more into that than just climate change. There's a... Uh, and that's... The, a, yeah, that's... It's also the result of uh, companies, corporations, and uh, just capitalism in general. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, it, and it's... it's uh, I mean, like... The IPCC, they talk about directly, like, climate change, but that we've previously talked about like the uh, IPBES they're more about like biodiversity and stuff and it's like it's all connected mm-hmm. we're just treating this planet like absolute shit yeah and treating ourselves like absolute shit we don't deserve any of this <laughs> yeah will God ever forgive us I doubt it I don't think so anyways obviously you should get vaccinated and you should honestly still try to avoid big cramped gatherings of people who are all breathing in each other's mouths Bonnaroo is requiring a proof of vaccination or a uh, recent Negative test? Yeah. It's good? Well... I hope more festivals do uh, That's what do Lollapalooza that. did. Oh. There's a, well. They're doing some... Uh, they're, they're doing some of their own... Tra- We're doing a little bit of our own tracking. Uh, the Lollapalooza subreddit is uh, actively... Like, everyone who went, who is active on the subreddit, uh, is, like, getting tested, saying it, whether they're, they're like vaccinated. contact tracing? Yes, they're doing their own contact that's tracing. That's good. Because it's like... I mean, you can talk about how Lollapalooza, like, from an aerial view, looked very irresponsible but like yeah it is good to hear that the people who are actually there are taking this seriously yeah and at this point it's like uh, look uh, p- do your own fucking shit take your own do your own whatever. research <laughs> don't no, do that don't. listen to the scientists yeah but like i don't know it's, it's hard for me to say i went to a fucking baseball game like two weeks ago yeah so. i mean we all take risks it's it's it uh, was outside and i wore my masks in the fucking some, tunnels some, some people love this pandemic for letting them be like essentially cops yeah and i'm not a big fan of that like we all do shit yes it's just you know we all have things to do some of us do so uh not believing there are any risks involved some of us do so understanding the risks yes there is a difference but anyway if you've had like friends or family get covid over the past year and a half i mean it should be obvious to you the importance of all these precautions. But as we've seen time and time again, Americans are really, really good at not learning their lesson. And while most of the examples of Americans who are seeing the effects of COVID firsthand and still not taking it seriously are among uh, just normal, everyday people, here's a guy you've probably heard of. We've definitely talked about him, whose mother and father were among the first documented cases of Americans getting COVID-19. Let's see what Chet Hanks has to say. Hey guys. So um, just checking in, look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while, that's why I've never spoke on it, but with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like, I got the vaccine, 
I think everybody should. I think it's really important, like, that we all do this just as, like, citizens, as Americans. We have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So, like, I suggest to all my followers, you guys make, set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych! Bitch! If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having, okay? Why are we working around y'all? If y'all, uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. Wow, they had us in the first half. Uh, that's usually what you say when it sounds like someone is saying some dumb bullshit and then it turns out they're not. Uh, this is one of the few examples we've seen of the exact opposite. Like, oh, good for him. Chet Hanks. Oh. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. He continues to prove... Because when we first reported on him, specifically six months ago or something, we were like, yeah, he's kind of goofy, but like... Uh, His heart's in the right place. Yeah, and he's consistently yeah. proved us wrong every step of the way. Giving Chet Almost Hanks, as if it was a challenge. Giving Chet Hanks the benefit of the doubt is a uh, all-time career regret for me. I am done giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I learned my lesson with Chet Hanks. Um, now, this is, uh, of course, like we said, one of the few examples of... Uh, proving that statement wrong. They had us in the second... In the, uh, yeah. We lost the game. <laughs> we lost the game. Uh, <laughs> We're all dead. So, yeah, that's the current state of White Boy Summer in case you needed some sort of update. Great. Uh, unfortunately, dudes like Chet Hanks and Joe Rogan do speak for a large portion of the population who thinks they are smart but, in fact, are dumb. So don't expect any of that shit to go away anytime soon. There you go. Nope. Nope. Oh, he thinks he's so fucking smart. <laughs> I'm not a fucking sheep like the rest of you. He's got it all figured out. I don't want no needles going in. I mean, meanwhile, he's like literally covered in tattoos. It's literally the uh, the assuredness, the level of intellectualism I thought I held, I'd say the three months after I smoked my first joint. Yeah. Like, yeah. why sheep. Why is anyone talking about this stuff? It's so easy and simple to grasp Ugh. that we're just specs and we need to really... You know, and then that's when you trail off because you're high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for Colin Hanks. I He's doing fine. He's doing fine. I mean, uh, there's, like, probably some secondhand embarrassment and uh, some tarnishing of the family name, but, like, he's like, doing Tom fine. Hanks' son's a fucking idiot. He's like, wait, Excuse you're not talking me. about me, are you? I'm Colin Hanks, the normal one. The one from the Orange County movie. I make Fargo. charming little documentaries. He also loves LAFC. Yeah. Anyways, meanwhile, uh, the South Ameri- American uh, Ligma variant, sorry, <laughs> Lambda variant, the Lambda variant. Uh, get in all, I, like we said last time, get in all the Ligma jokes before it before kills it us Before it gets all. serious, yeah. yeah. The Lambda variant from South America is slowly making its way into the U.S. and could potentially be even deadlier and more transmissible than the current Delta variant, which is itself deadlier and more transmissible than the original virus. So, uh, it's because Joe Biden won't close those borders. <laughs> the Don't excuse, even joke. About I know, that. I know. The, it's the excuse. By the way, we brought that up. Uh, God, it had to have been four or five months ago. Yeah, no, that's, that's like, like that's they're what going they're to blame say. illegal yeah. immigration. Of course they fucking yes. are. And that's what's happened. These magic, invisible illegal immigrants are specifically the ones going to Florida, all the way through Texas yeah. and Louisiana and Arkansas and Mississippi. They're or, crossing uh, like one of the most inhospitable stretches of land on Earth. They're doing it on foot with a severe respiratory infection. And then they're not stopping there. Yeah, they're, they're going they all going. the way around the Gulf of Mexico. These are these are super these are superhumans. Yes. They have 10% lung capacity and they are traveling thousands of miles. Yes. How do they do it? It's crazy, it's, but somehow it's happening. Yeah. And that's what Ron DeSantis says. So I'm inclined to believe him because he has a merch store that says that this is all Fauci, Fauci's fault. Mm-hmm. 
Stop fouching up Florida. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, the, the variants continue. We're going to run out of Greek letters at some point. Yeah. And then what are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's bad news for just about everyone. It's good news, though, for Razor. Yeah. Uh, when they announced uh, back in January that their uh, Project Hazel, or they announced the Project Hazel face mask in January, everyone's like, oh, that's cool. And then a, a few months later, they're like, hey, we're actually going to develop this into an actual product by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then we all laughed. We're like, you idiots, you missed the boat on masks. We're all going to be living wonderful post-COVID lives by then. No one's going to want to buy this shit. Short razor. <laughs> um, but yeah, that no longer appears to be the case. They were playing the long game over at Razor. They, what did they know and when did they know it? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they recently unveiled some new info about their world's smartest mask. It's coming, folks. Yeah, first of all, it's no longer called Project Hazel. It's now called Razor Zephyr. Named after the word of a soft, gentle breeze. Mm. And secondly, even though it's still not coming out for a few months, they're currently holding a community beta test that you can sign up for. So you can have the, you know, maybe be the first person to try this mask out. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is likely also an effort to gauge how much interest there actually is for this product. And it sounds like even when it is eventually released, it'll be done through targeted drops aimed at people who have previously expressed interest or they're going to sell it at ATMs that they put in hard to reach (laughs) places, just like the... uh, Sunglasses from Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> so but if this is something that you think you might want, it, it might be worth signing up for the beta, even if the odds are pretty low. We actually... Uh, I signed up. We got a general interest form uh, in our email, and we were like, hey, we've actually talked about your product before. Yeah. We would love to try it I out. I signed up for the beta, and I literally I included, like, here's our here's our CES coverage timestamp. Yeah, please I'd give love us a mask. <laughs> and a lifetime, lifetime supply of those filters, because that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Uh, that's your episode. There are things to look forward to, like a better mask for keeping this deadly virus out of all of our mouths and noses. And um, and nothing else. Um, spooky season is almost here. The decorations, you can officially put them out September 1st. That's where I draw the line. Um, but uh, they are Two months in advance. They are already appearing. What? Oh, you want to put it up two weeks before so you only get to enjoy it for two weeks? I mean, I don't put up any decorations. They're already showing up in stores. Once I have a yard, I do plan on buying the, the 12-foot tall skeleton and dressing it up in different costumes. Oh, man, they're going to have all kinds of new ones this year because of the success of that last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that, that's something to look I'm forward excited to. excited for that. What yeah. will Home Depot think of next? But it's, uh, it's again, this will be the second Halloween where it's like no one really wants to throw big Halloween bashes. And even if you do, you're, the whole time you're just like, uh, I can't really let, let loose as much as I wish yeah, I could. Yeah, the same thing with, like, uh, again... Kids who are really missing out on everything. Yeah, here, open your mouth. Here's some candy. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Here, take the candy. Also, teens who are being robbed of uh, Mischief yeah. Night. Yeah. Where they go out and ruin the city because it's fun. And they can get away with it. Because the jails are full. And they're under 18. You won't be doing any crime. Hey. <laughs> Don't pay no mind. Anyways. Oh, Offspring, uh, they had to kick their drummer they out. They kicked their drummer out. Because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Offspring. Yeah. Also, Fall Out Boys had to cancel a bunch of dates on their tour um, because of uh, an outbreak on their crew. And uh, Stevie Nicks canceled her entire tour. Uh, Limp Biscuit is currently off the road. The rumor was Wes had it. He doesn't have it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the concerts are also coming to a rapid close, uh, seemingly. Guys, America is not back. We jumped the gun a little bit on America it's being It's not back. actually back. It's going to be a crazy fall and winter. That's all I got to say. Yeah. In a bad way. Anyways, if you haven't already seen our most recent video, it's all about... Uh, Dinger! 
misheard racial slurs. Yeah. One in baseball and one in video games. Just a great week for thinking very believably that you just heard some really racist shit, but yeah. you were actually wrong. It's uh, just an oopsie. Yep. And then uh, also, most recent episode of Weekly Weird News, where we talked about uh, the horses getting real scared by a statue of a sumo wrestler. There you go. Check both those, uh, both those episodes out over here. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Help with the engagement. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.